Are you there? Go ahead, Jess. I don't hear Jesse, so welcome to the Terry and Jesse show here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We have a special guest today. You're going to want to listen to this. Uh, Father John Love with the Coalition of Canceled Priests is our guest today. We're also going to have the church militant update in regarding the news and much, much more. Uh, but I want to make sure I got Jesse's connection connected because um, right now... Are I we there, Terry? Oh, you're there, Jess. So I, I just introduced the topics, Jess, for the day, but I always love to have you give us some soul food and then some good commentary on the Bible. Absolutely. By the way, it's the month of May. The, yep. uh, the, the month of May is the month of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. Make sure that uh, we're all praying our rosaries. Remember, St. Padre Pio said the rosary is the weapon. So today's gospel, mm-hmm. John chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. Yep. Today's gospel shows us how insignificant we are when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to our relationship with God. Reality how check. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, insignificant we are. No matter if you're a billionaire, if you're yeah. young, if you're the world champion, and this, that, and yeah. the other, if you're the smartest man of the planet, we are just absolutely specks of dust when we compare ourselves to God. Yep. Here's what the Bible says. Jesus said to his disciples. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit. And every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. Because without me, you can do nothing. I'll repeat that again. Amen. Because without me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither People will gather them and throw them into a fire, and they will be burned. Direct reference to hell. Direct. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All over uh, today's gospel reading, our Lord Jesus Christ keeps calling us to remain in him, to abide in him. Well, how do we do that? The Greek word that's used there is is meno, M-E-N-O, which means to abide or to remain or to inhere in something or someone. Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus answers that question seven chapters before in John chapter 6. He says that we remain in him by receiving his body and drinking his blood in holy communion. So today's gospel, the answer to today's gospel, the question would be, how do I remain in Jesus? You have to go back seven chapters before this. You remain in Jesus by receiving his body, blood, soul, divinity in holy communion in a state of sanctifying grace. <clears throat> now, there's a mockery of this. In fact, it was just it was all over the internet. 
there's a famous actress and an actor that they've just uh, they've they've put out on uh, you know they put their business all over the social media. They drink each other's blood. They think it's funny. Oh my! A human being drinking another human being's blood. Megan Fox drinking uh, Machine yep. Gun Kelly's yep. uh, blood, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. As they put put this out themselves, so it's not something I'm making up. Nope. <clears throat> why do they do this? I'll tell you why. They're Satanist. Yep. This is a satanic practice, and many people in Hollywood do this because it's a mockery of the Holy Eucharist. It's a mockery of the Catholic practice of Holy Communion. Terry? Well said, Jess, and I just want to uh, say that uh, that's exactly what that is, and it's, it's factual. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Full Sheen ahead. I guess our, we're waiting for that buzzer, but it's not the, the missile. I want to mention, before I put Fulton Sheen on, Jesse, just for the good-to-know file, how bad things are in our world. This is why we need to put our trust in Jesus. Um, First of all, uh, there's a fur baby boom. Seven in ten Generation Z adults would rather have pets than kids. Does that tell you we we haven't got the message to them? Of course Mm. it does. Also, the the culture. Pelosi, a Catholic, right, in name. She says companies should pay for employees to travel outside states for abortion. You know, she's a Catholic. She's going to have to answer to that on her exit interview. But here's a good news story. Justice Barrett, Barrett, uh, she's the latest, one of the latest Supreme Court justices. When the pro-abortion people were coming to her door, the protesters, she went out her front door. This took guts, Jesse, because she could have been shot. She went outside her front door and said, go home and get a family. I thought, well said. That was a short statement to say. All right, let's bring Bishop Sheen in. What's his th- talk today? He was meeting with a... Now, remember, Bishop Sheen's been dead. Full Sheen ahead. He's been dead, Jesse, for what, 43 years? I was at his funeral. And uh, he's visiting with a cardinal, uh, Cardinal Buccelli, who died in 1971. And they were discussing the crisis in the church. These two bishops, right? One cardinal, one archbishop. And here's what the archbishop cardinal said to Bishop Sheen. The saints are the only people who remain calm and undisturbed in the midst of worldly adversity. Hmm. They are always content because they live in God. Their lives are in full conformity with his will, guided by his love and dedicated to his service. Well said. And I love this. As a result, they live in a kind of spiritual stratosphere far above the storms of this world. They are above the clouds of pride, ambition, avarice, and all the other major vices. There they see and contemplate everything in the light of God. That's what we want. So let us become saints, he said. We shall have solved all the problems of life. Boy, what a great conversation that was, Jess. Yep, absolutely. Well, here's a good statement that was made by the Pope, so I need to explain this. All right, go ahead. Good, we love it. Pope Francis on Thursday lamented that fewer and fewer children are being born in the Western world. Yep, he's right. Italy, Europe, and the West, he says, are impoverishing their their futures. He said, calling the problem urgent and a real social emergency. So Pope Francis again calls the low birth rate a social emergency. Good statement from the Pope. And and you notice, Jesse, I don't want to interrupt you, but what you just said, when the Pope says something that is so beautiful and so consistent with the faith. We have to commend him and say thank you. This is the kind of leadership we're looking for because when we hear things that are ambiguous, it does just the opposite. Your thoughts? 
Absolutely. Uh, we got to call balls and strikes, and we yep. got to be we got to be fair. That's right. Also, uh, columnist Tim Carney, mm-hmm. he's uh, he wrote an article where he basically said that he reports that uh, in a study that was done, people men who watch pornography yep. report the highest rates of loneliness. I'll repeat that again. These are Tim Carney. He writes from the Americans Perspective Survey. He says men who report to watch pornography report the highest rates of loneliness. Here's another. This is kind of a a good news story here. Catholic schools are growing. Yep. Catholic schools, even in California, saw considerable growth during the COVID lockdowns, reports KTLA. Wow. When schools transitioned to remote learning during the scandemic pandemic, Catholic schools in Orange County were some of the first and only to be back in the classroom. Last year, enrollment at parochial schools grew by more than 60,000 students. Wow. That's an increase of nearly 4%. Also, just be on the lookout this summer. The left is calling it Summer of Rage. Prominent abortion group, the Women's March, has promised a Summer of Rage in response to reports that the Supreme Court may overturn Roe versus Wade, the group held rallies in cities around the country over the weekend. Yesterday, one of the spokesmen said, quote, We took to the streets and showed the strength of our movement. Tomorrow we keep fighting. This will be a summer of rage across America. And finally, uh, on the uh, good news file... <laughs> Yeah, it, it seems as is, as if Elon Musk, the billionaire, is trolling Joe Biden. Uh, Trolling—that's a—that's a word that young people use for somebody who harasses you on the internet, harasses you on social media. Elon Musk ripped into Joe Biden. He said the following quote: "The real president is whoever controls the teleprompter." Close quote. <laughs> so yeah, so Elon Musk is trolling President Biden. And you know, Jesse, just to say how much of confusion we have in the world, and we have to place our trust in Jesus, I just heard today sent me the note, the stock market dropped 1,100 points, 1,100 points. It's been dropping. People are losing lots of money in the stock market. I got to tell you where you put your stock, okay, in Jesus Christ, because you'll never lose anything there. And this is the thing that the world is doing right now. It's collapsing. And this is actually uh, an opportunity for great evangelization right now to show people the meaning of life and not uh, put our trust in the stock market or anything else. Terry, Terry, make sure that uh, so they send uh, Father Lavelle a Zoom link. He just texts me, okay. so make sure the engineer yep, sends send him a Zoom link. He's yep. ready. You got it. Thanks, Jess. Hey, you're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Don't forget, we got a men's conference on the 18th of June. Jess Romero, Ruben Nava, and myself will be there. Go to vmpr.org to sign up and we look forward to having you there at the men's conference at the Sacred Heart Chapel in downtown Covina. When we come back, Father John Love, he is with the Coalition for Canceled Priests. You won't want to miss this interview. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526- Now, here's Terry and Jesse. The Terry and Jesse Show, we'd like to welcome Father John Laval. He's he's the, uh, I guess, the CEO or the president of the Coalition for Canceled Priests. Father John, are you on with us? Not yet? Not yet. Okay. 
Well, okay. Je well for Jesse, I just want to mention one more thought that is just really important. You said it uh, about, about the most important thing in life is to know Jesus because, you know, nobody gets out alive. And we see right before our eyes wars going on right now. We see the stock market going down to, uh, you know, levels. We got uh, inflation. People that they put their trust in all these institutions are all falling apart. But again, the theme that we have had had from day one is uh, the trust is, is to put everything in your faith in Jesus Christ because he'll never let you down. People will always let you down. But when you have that relationship with Christ, as we said earlier, where, you know, uh, the saints are the only people who remain calm and undisturbed. We have to remain calm and say, look, you know what? Um, this life is short and eternity is forever. We're still trying to get Father John on right now. Father, are you with us? No, oh, go ahead, Jess. Yeah, well, we're going to have Father John Lavelle on for this segment. He's uh, the president of the Coalition for Canceled Priests. These are priests that have been canceled around the country by their bishop for Again, not, you know, proclaiming what I would call the hard truths of the Catholic faith or inconvenient truths. And I know they were looking to buy some property, so we want to get an update with Father on, on the property that they were going to be buying. Uh, I think Father's on. Father, can you hear me? Father John Lavelle, he just, uh, he just texted me. We're having issues. We're, we're waiting for him to call in. To connect, so we're just not absolutely, you know, getting it from what our engineer just told us. So we'll have to continue, and I'll try and work some DST. I'm going to call him, and I'm going to I'm going to text Anthony his his email. Yeah, right. there you go. His phone number. His yeah, phone do number. that. Jess, I also want to remind everybody on the 28th of May, I'm going to be going. I just got off the phone with Father John, Father Callaway, Don Callaway. We're going to be speaking at a at a Rosaries for Priests rally with 20,000 people. And it's free. People can go. Just type in Rosaries for Priests Sacramento, and I'd love to see you up there. We're going to be giving away something that uh, is very powerful for all priests, and that is a priest retreat by Archbishop Sheen called Called and Chosen. And this is the way we can help these canceled priests and also the priests who are struggling. Give them Fulton Sheen's retreat. Give them a great love for Our Lady, for the Eucharist. And this is what we're going to do. It's on our website if you go to VMPR. Dot org, you can actually get that priest retreat that usually stores would sell them for $50, $60. It's absolutely free. It's our contribution as Virgin Most Powerful to help build up our priests in this time of crisis. Are you there? Uh, uh, Father John, are you there? Yeah, I think they're talking now in the engineering room, so he'll be coming. Okay. All right, so uh, that this is something that I really want to encourage people to go up to Sacramento to support with the rosaries for priests because, yes, this is lay people giving an answer to the crisis and the priesthood, and that is uh, to pray for them and give them good, sound material. Because I'm going to be honest with you, many of these guys that have been ordained, Jesse, you know it, they're friends of yours, they're your age, are my age, and they were poorly formed. That's right. And that affects their effectiveness of their priesthood, bro. Absolutely. By the way, this Saturday I'm going to be in Oakdale, yeah, tell California. Us. Good. I'll be in Oakdale, California at the 7th Annual Northern California Catholic Men's Conference at St. Mary's Catholic Church from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. with Doug Berry oh, yeah. and John Sablon. So that's this uh, Saturday. I'll be at St. Mary's Catholic Church, Oakdale, California at a men's conference, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Hope to see you there. Father John, are you there? Nope, not yet, Jesse. So we're going to have to, we're still having major issues. So let's just continue let me, on. Let me just give let some uh, yeah. some words of encouragement for any young priest that's in the, going to seminary yes. right now. Until we get Father John. 
if you're a, if you're a young man that's in seminary right now, yeah, here's what I would tell you: mm. stay close to the authentic teachings of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Stay. He's on now, Jess. Father John, Father welcome John to the Lavelle. Terry and Jesse show. Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Well, they tell me he's on, but I don't hear him. Father, can you hear us? Maybe, Mr. Engineer, bring your brother Anthony in to see if what else we can do to get this, because Richard's not in today. Yeah, I've, okay. Let's well, just continue. About your advice for priests, go ahead. Yeah, Jeff. my advice for young priests is, I would tell young priests... Um, Stay under Our Lady's mantle. Yep. Pray, pray the rosary every day as you're going through seminary. Stay close to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, especially our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament with with holy hours every day. And remember this: that you're entering into a battlefield. Get ordained, okay? Uh, if that's God's will for you, and and you, we've we've got to take the church back. You young people in seminary, you're going to spend your life in this war. But if you want to get to heaven, you have to die fighting for Holy Mother Church. But don't be afraid. Remember, you have the angels on your side. Jesse, let me just try one more time. I see Father John on the screen in the engineer room. Father John, are you with us? I don't think he can hear us, and I, can, I can't hear him, so we're still yeah. struggling here. But that's great advice, Jess, and I've always given Fulton Sheen's material to priests, uh, seminarians, and I will give it to any seminarian because these guys need good formation because when you get bad formation, it affects you poorly, and you struggle with that. And so uh, this is important, what we're doing here at Virgin Most Powerful, is build up the priests the the priest by the lay people, giving them... Fulton Sheen's priest retreat, Jess's advice about staying close to praying the rosary, the Eucharist, the holy hour. That's what Sheen says in his priest retreat. He gives all that advice on the, on the show there. So uh, this is important, and people can get that absolutely free by going to vmpr.org. Okay, uh, Father said he just got, he got the Zoom link. Okay, now we're, okay so we're going to have him. Father, it's, are you on? I am on. Hey, Here praise God, Father. God love you. Thanks for your we'll, perseverance. Yeah, we'll keep you on for another Thank segment. We want to get in. Father, so tell us, uh, for the audience that doesn't know, who is or who are the Coalition for Canceled Priests? Tell us who they are. Yes. So the Coalition for Canceled Priests, it's a lay-run organization. I'm the only priest on the board. <laughs> Good. It's a group that basically wants to make sure that any priest that is sidelined or removed uh, for standing up for the truth, mm-hmm. standing up for orthodoxy, mm-hmm. has the right to defend himself, has the right to housing, and the right to food. I know that might be uh, something odd to think about, but we're helping priests that are sometimes kicked to the side, not because they've done anything wrong, but for standing up for the truth, and they're not given even one red cent by their diocese, which is against canon law. Amen. Father John Lavelle, what diocese are you from, and how long have you been a canceled priest? And why were you canceled? Real, real quick. I'm from the Diocese of Rockford in Illinois. Tomorrow will mark my 15th anniversary of ordination. Wow. And July, July 5th will mark my 10-year anniversary of being canceled. Wow. Well, I just want to say thank you for saying yes for Jesus to be in a priest. Now, when you were canceled, again, you, I know many of them were canceled for just speaking the truth. Just a quick, quickly, what, what was the reason for your... Departure. Why did they not want to continue with you? What did you do? I mean, what what did you what's what what crime did you commit? 
Uh, that's just it. I committed no crime. I know. Um, I was removed by the new bishop in 2012, David J. Malloy, who's still the Bishop of Rockford. Mm -hmm. uh, he was not even bishop for six weeks and he removed me. Um, no reason was ever given to me of why. The only thing that I could assume was a couple of years before that, I was a whistleblower at the local Catholic high school that I was teaching at and it ruffled feathers. Oh yeah, you're um, pay price for that, sure. Bishop Doran, Bishop Doran who Good ordained man. me though, refused to uh, get rid of me despite the fact that the vicar of clergy and the vicar general at the time wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when Bishop Malloy became the bishop, they pounced and uh, sadly he listened and uh, he doesn't want to admit that possibly, just possibly he might've made a mistake. Uh, but I always like to tell people this, uh, when it comes to a canceled priest, it's the better question to ask is to the bishop, why have you removed them, not to the priest, what have you done? Because most of the time we have no idea what we what we could have <laughs> done to deserve this type of punishment. Terrible. Father, how many priests are part of the coalition for canceled priests at the present moment? Well, we don't we don't have membership in the sense that we have card carrying members, but we're helping about 35 priests around the country and the world right now. And we're only we're only going to be a year old this June. And thank you, Jesse, for coming out to celebrate with us. Not a problem, Father. So there's a big event that you're holding in Beloit, Wisconsin, on June 23rd and 24th. What is the event and why are you holding the event? It's our one year anniversary entitled Finding Hope in the Desert. One year ago on June 24th, the Feast of St. John the Baptist, who is our primary patron, we launched the coalition in order to defend priests uh, who stand up for orthodoxy and truth. Mm -hmm. And we're celebrating that with a huge conference, a banquet Thursday night, June 23rd, and then an all-day conference on June 24th. And people can uh, sign up at cancelledpriests.org for tickets, and they can get two-day tickets, or they can just get a, a one-day ticket. If they need to meet Jesse Romero in person, I suggest they come <laughs> on June 23rd because Jesse is our keynote speaker. Awesome. Great, Father, great. Uh, Father, I know uh, one of the things that's, that you're preoccupied with is obviously is housing. Amen. A lot of priests that get canceled, I mean, uh, they basically just get pushed out of the rectory, which is which was their house, and they get thrown on, thrown on into the street. I know you guys have been wanting to buy property for, uh, for the Coalition for Canceled Priests, uh, is, uh, is, is, is that dream coming true? What can you tell us about the property that you're hoping to buy? I hope that the dream is coming true. At the beginning of the new year, we did not have any ambition of buying property. And then I had a conversation with Archbishop Vigano and he said, Father Lovell, you need to find property and you need to find a house to house all these canceled priests. And we are paying rent for several of them. And, uh, that same day, a friend of mine from high school, uh, sent me a Zillow link for an old Franciscan friary. And I went and took a look at it. And it I was amazed 61 acres um, of just grottos, a house, a chapel, it would be perfect, not only to house priests, but also as a retreat center and a place of prayer and pilgrimage for the laity in Cedar Lake, Indiana. Wow. Wow. And how can people support you to buy that? In other words, donations, can they go to a website to donate to help to do, to yes, do that? For for both the conference mm -hmm. and for the house, go to cancelledpriests.org, mm -hmm. cancelledpriests.org for more information. Awesome. Father, so yeah, real quick, uh, 
How are things going in a nutshell in one or two minutes left? Uh, how are things going with the coalition? It is going extremely well. We're very busy. We just hired an executive director. Uh, his name is David Avignone. He's running the day-to-day operation, which, which allows me to come on shows like yours um, and to, to write articles, which I also enjoy doing, and just go to, to conferences around the country, just promoting to the laity the importance of standing up for priests, because in reality, we don't have a vocation crisis. Uh, what we have is, is that bishops who do not want to stand up and support holy Orthodox priests, or at least priests attempting to be holy. I do not want to claim that I am anywhere near the holiness level I should be. Father John Lavelle with the Coalition of Canceled Priests, we thank you for your information, and we encourage people to support you guys. We need that to be happening. Thanks so much for joining us here on we'll the series. We'll have you on again, show. Father. Thanks. For, we'll get an update. God you got it. You. God thank love you. What? Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Understanding Fatima. So important. Yep. So what is the difference between public revelation and private revelation? Great question. The Catechism answers that in paragraph 67. Public revelation is a deposit of faith which includes sacred scripture and apostolic tradition. Private re- re- revelation, which does not belong to the deposit of faith, is a help to the faithful during a particular time in the history of the church. The Catechism of the Church declares that private revelation does not improve or complete Christ's definitive revelation. The authority of the church has recognized some private revelations as authentic. And guided by the magisterium of the church, the census fidelium knows how to discern and welcome in these revelations whatever constitutes an authentic call of Christ or his saints to the church. So, for what reasons have Jesus and Mary appeared in various places as one would expect our Lord and Our Lady mm-hmm. have come on occasion to deliver a message? Yep. Whether from Christ in, in Parelem on the old friends to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, or in Poland to St. Faustina, or from the Virgin in Guadalupe, Mexico, to St. Juan Diego, or in Lourdes, France, to St. Bernadette of Subaru, a heavenly communication is given, often as a directive to cooperate with God as He does something for His sons and daughters, and sometimes even to avoid evil. Jesse, Jesse, awesome. Next question. Are Catholics obliged to accept the apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima? Answer, Catholics do not need to accept Our Lady's message at Fatima as a public revelation, but rather recognize it as a private revelation that is useful in our era. Era. No one is duty-bound to have a particular devotion to Mary under this title. At the same time, it appears difficult not to conclude the apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima, which is honored by the highest authority of the Church and encourages adherence to the same and have a significant meaning in our time and has resonated in the hearts of countless Catholics for more than a hundred years. Pope Paul VI, a saint, said that it's a reaffirmation, Fatima, of the gospel. So that's one good reason that we should be listening to Our Lady. That's right. So... Next one, Jess. What? Yeah, uh, so uh, let, let's take a look at 
what response should be given by Catholics to the apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima? Yep. Given the long-lasting esteem of the Church for Our Lady's message that she delivered at Fatima, the following seems to be an appropriate reply. Number one, knowledge. Mm. Although many Catholics have been given at least a cursory glance to these apparitions of Our Lady, very few know Fatima in detail. Thus, there exists a general lack of understanding about what the Blessed Mother proclaimed there and consequently what is required of us. Perhaps the most basic question, why should we learn about Mary's appearances at Fatima? True. The Fatima message adds nothing to, but rather complements the deposit of faith. It is in accord with God's revelation to us. It offers to us a contemporary lens through which we may consider our Lord, all that has been disclosed about Him, and His benevolent plan for us. Our Lord, fully aware of the challenges of our era, allowed His mother to, to grace our earth with her appearances to Lucia, Francisco, and Jacinta. Christ gave Mary this singular mission to go to Fatima to proclaim the Holy Gospel in a way that would attract modern ears. Since God never does anything without reason, He intends that the Fatima message find deep root within us. He has done His part. The time has come for us to do ours. Amen. What about appreciation? Well, gratitude is always to be our response to God who is and what he does for us. That he sent Our Lady of Fatima in order to remind us of what is truly important is only another reason to be thankful to him. What most concerns the Mother of God, and what most concerns Anything that concerns Mary concerns Jesus is our everlasting salvation. She wants each of us to be able to enter paradise. That's it. Such maternal compassion for her sons and daughters can only move our hearts to joy and gratitude. The best and the most lasting appreciation that we can show our Lord for fat of a message is our sincere conversion. Nothing compares to a genuine change of heart. In other words, talk is cheap. The supply exceeds the demand. Our Lady wants our conversion to her son. That's the message. Yeah, yeah. I think a simple way of putting it is God wants your heart. Amen. Nothing less. Nothing short. Yep. So what about the application of the Fatima message? Much much of what Our Lady said at Fatima can be seen as being under the umbrella of encouragement. Yep. In other words, Our Lady wished for all who heard her to put into practice what she conveyed to the children. Spiritual authors are agreed that based on Our Lady's words of the children and her subsequent mandates to Sister Lucia, we and all who seek to follow Christ are to receive the Church's sacraments, next, particularly confession and the Holy Eucharist, next bullet, worthily and often, Mm -hmm. next bullet, recite the rosary daily, Next bullet, wear the brown scapular of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And remember, pray for sinners, especially in the words with which we address our Lord Jesus Christ in the Fatima ejaculation, those in most need of thy mercy. Also, make, re- make sacrifices in reparation for the sins that offend, that offends the sacred heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And perform our daily duty which is our personal vocation and all that, all that that entails. Remember, great effort 
and courage are needed to live the Fatima message. I know we get tired. I know we get moody and our <laughs> moods can change quickly. And I know we can even become distracted. But despite those real challenges, we must, with the help of the Holy Spirit, overcome them and reply positively to what Mary desires of us. Yeah, see, that was gold, what you just said, right there on the application. Now let's talk about evangelization. There is much we can do in our family and parishes to promote Our Lady and her words at Fatima. Number one, we have the first Saturday devotions here at the Sacred Heart Chapel. and We started that, and we've got over 100 people coming and implementing that. We can also recite the rosary at home with our families each day. And we can ask our pastors for permission to pray in the church before or after Mass and to make brown scapulars that are presented to the pastor so that he can enroll both children and adults in a devotion of the brown scapular to provide materials that bear an imprimatur about Mary and Fatima at the door, doors of the church and that they may be used in parish religious educations. Get the kids involved with Fatima. To invite someone who is well-versed and the fat of a message who can address the parishioners. Private revelations approved by the church is a, a bone for us on the way to heaven. Our Lady's words, Fatima, remain informational and inspirational guide to embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ as never before. Again, the Holy Father said it, Pope Paul VI. It's a reaffirmation of the gospel. And I want to also encourage you to bring somebody, it doesn't need to be a professional speaker, we could use what we just gave today on the radio at your meeting on Fatima. You could read right from that and give that to your group. And each Saturday, pray the rosary before the Blessed Sacrament, pray for the Holy Father, do all these prayers once a month on the first Saturdays and, and promote this as a way of promoting the message of Our Lady of Fatima. Yeah. During the apparition of July 13, 1917, Our Lady, Our, Our Lady said to Sister Lucia, mm -hmm. or to Lucia at that time, she wasn't sister yet. Right. I, she says, Quote, I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart yep. and the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. Yep. On December 10th, 1925, the infant Jesus and our Lord appeared to Sister Lucia and Our Lady appeared to Sister Lucia, then a Dorothean religious in Pontevedra, Spain. Jesus said to her, have pity on the heart of your most holy mother it is covered with thorns with which ungrateful men pierce it at every moment, and there's no one to remove them with an act of reparation. Mm. Mary then spoke. Do you at least strive to console me? Tell, me? tell them that I promise to assist at the hour of death with the graces necessary for salvation to all those who, in order to make reparation to me on the first Saturday of five consecutive months, go to confession, receive Holy Communion, say five decades of the rosary, and keep me company for a quarter of an hour. Meditating on the 15 Mysteries of the Rosary. On May 29, 1930, Jesus explained to Sister Lucia that five offenses against Mary's Immaculate Heart are repaired by the first Saturdays. Wow. Namely, the offense against her Immaculate Conception, mm -hmm. perpetual virginity, divine and spiritual maternity, sacred images, and the offenses of those who implant indifference or hatred against the Immaculate Mother in the hearts of children. Wow. Boy, oh boy, sounds like modern, you think modern secular culture of death. Exactly, Jess. And you know, other major apparitions, Guadalupe, 1531, Our Lady appeared in Mexico to an Indian peasant, Juan Diego, and left her image on his tilma, the cloak. 
During the next 10 years, they were are you ready for this. Nine million conversions to the Aztecs, to the Catholic faith. A fresh spirituality centered on prayer, self-denial, chastity, and the reception of the sacraments. Now resign. Now, also, what are, yeah, yeah. go ahead, Lourdes, Jesse. Also another major apparition, Lourdes in 1858. Yep. On February 11th, the ever-virgin, that's what she called herself, yep. appeared to Bernadette Subaru mm-hmm. in the cave of Masabiela near Lourdes, France. Yep. There would there would be about seventeen more apparitions. Our Lady identified herself as the Immaculate Conception, and asked that a chapel be built there, which has become renowned as a place of healing for the sick. Well said. And I just want to mention when we break, we're going to be bringing Joe Gallagher on from Church Militant to give us an update on the church's news show that they do daily. Jesse, I also want to mention on Fatima that remember I say at the end of every show that souls are going to hell because no one is there to make sacrifices. You know, one sacrifice you can make is do your daily duty well. What? Yeah. In other words, get up in the morning on the sa- at the same time, say your prayers, do your chores, clean your room, kids. You know, that's pleasing to Our Lady and to Our Lord by fulfilling your daily, daily duties in your stage in life. Folks, stay with us. Joe Gallagher from Church Militant will be with us here on the Terry and Jesse Show here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us. You won't want to miss this. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Terry and Jesse Show, we've got church militant... uh, they, they're like the internal affairs of the Catholic Church. They're like the <laughs> sex crimes division of the Catholic exactly. Church. These guys are pretty amazing. Uh, who do we got today? Joe got Gallagher. Joe, Joe, welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Good hey, guys. How's it going? We're, Long time no see. Yeah, we're blessed, brother. And we want you to tell us a little bit about what people can expect with tonight's news. And what, what, do you, what cop, topics are you covering, brother? Yeah, absolutely. I think that the, uh, the first thing, one of the big focuses tonight, outside of the... Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the primaries that we'll be covering tonight is uh, so if Roe should Roe be overturned this early summer, how pro aborts are threatening to not only burn down SCOTUS, yeah. you know, wow. but also go after and kill the justices and their clerks if they need to. I don't know. Where do you even start with that? Well, where you start with that is if they want to kill unborn babies, Mother Teresa told us that this was exactly what would happen. She was prophetic. Why stop killing babies? Why not kill anybody else you don't like? Yeah, yeah. you're right, Terry. It's funny. Rush Limbaugh said that many years ago. He says that, that the reason we have so much violence in our streets and people don't have a problem grabbing a gun and shooting somebody right in the head in the inner cities, he says, because once you cross the line with abortion and you're willing to kill a ba- an innocent baby, then any, anything else yep. is just it's irrelevant. There, it's icing on the cake to grab a gun and shoot somebody who gives you a dirty look. So you're right, Terry. A, a, it was the issue of the abortion that broke the camel's back. And that's just that's given us license to what we call the culture of death. I agree with you guys. It's just the logical progression. If you think that it's OK to kill a baby at 20 weeks, well, then why not 22? Then why not up to birth? And then why not put it into a perinatal definition where it's four weeks up to? And then it, at that point, just carry it on to if you have a differing ideology with an individual and they won't change their stance. It's just the logical progression of things for the left. You got it, Joe. What's Joe let me ask you a question. Uh, uh, are, uh, what do you know about some of the justices? I know most of them are Catholic, that they're, they're uh, picketing in front of their houses. Uh, 
Are they, uh, I mean, do they got police protection? Uh, are they at home? Are they in hiding in a cave somewhere? I mean, what do you know about the justices? Have they made any statements? Yeah, uh, so I haven't looked at any of their statements specifically. I imagine they probably kept a little bit to themselves with all of this. But some of the justices, of course, have had their families moved. And none of them were, you know, for the case of individuals like Sotomayor, who is extremely uh, liberal leftist and pro-baby murder. That's evident. But, uh, yeah, when you look at uh, Samuel Alito, uh, his family, or Clarence Thomas. But Brett Kavanaugh, he had, his, uh, he had individuals protesting outside of his house in their neighborhood. And if you read, there's a lot of controversy about that on both sides of the, uh, the spectrum when you're looking at how people look at abortion. No matter what, there's a lot of betrayal that uh, seems to have taken place with people choosing to break that breach of trust and serenity and peace where you live uh, with, uh, with Brett Kavanaugh. One thing with this point that I wanted to bring up sure. is, you know, People were talking, uh, there was all those lawsuits against uh, MTG down in, uh, in, in Georgia, or you have Madison Cawthorn and a few others claiming that they violated the 14th Amendment because they're inciting violence and trying to create some type of insurrection. But it is also horribly against the law to go after, um, to go after these justices. So how come nobody's prosecuting Chuck Schumer for his threats against the conservative justices a couple months back when he said, watch out, Alito, watch out, Kavanaugh. Watch your back. We're coming after you. How come none of that is going into play right now? It's a question that has to be asked, and I hope that there is somebody out there that's willing to take that up. Yeah, well said, Joe. Well said. Two-tiered system, two-tiered justice system in America, unfortunately. And, and, you know, you see that we have laws that say that this is illegal, what they're doing. Why is it not being implemented? And we can answer that question to say if the ball was on the other side of the the other foot— it would definitely have been implemented. So it's just a selective enforcement of the law. I totally agree. And uh, you know, after that, the, the Texas Supreme Court, so we're getting a little bit more local onto the state level, they just ruled that it is lawful for the Texas government to get involved into investigating and prosecuting certain transsexual therapies, you know, these transition therapies yeah. uh, for minors as child abuse. Oh, and well said. Blessed be God. You know, yeah. Blessed be God that this is happening. I remember we did a poll on uh, Church Milton Evening News every weeknight at 7 o'clock Eastern, churchmilton.com. Check it out. We, we were going over this poll where there was a significant chunk of Democrats. They actually believed that if a parent chose to not allow their child to get the COVID vaccine, that that parent should lose custody of the child until both that child was given the vaccination, vaccination, and the parent themselves. So it's really great to see that the rights, you know, the conservative people that actually stand morally straight are willing to stand up and go the legal route and say, no, transsexual therapy is child abuse. And if ruled in that case, parents should lose custody if they're pushing their children to change their sex. Are you kidding me? And they think that just because we want to protect our children from some type of poisonous concoction from uh, Anthony Fauci, Pfizer and the rest, that we should lose our children. Mm-mm. So there's this polarization, as we mentioned in the last time, how it's your people are growing more and more divided, and it just has to happen. And hopefully, individuals will wake up as things get more severe. I like your style, Joe. Keep it up. I like that you're a young man because on a show we talked about the um, the generation Z out of the adults, seven and ten would rather have pets than kids. Obviously, you don't fall into that, but you see how mixed up our culture is. And so this is why it's important that Church Militant is telling us to stand up to these uh, evils that are going on in the country. 
and stand up with our faith. And that really is the answer. And I appreciate you. You, you know that. what? I, I want to give kudos to Texas because Texas and Florida, oh, yeah. they, seem to, they, they seem to be, oh, yeah. uh, you know, carrying, carrying the ball for us and, and, and scoring, scoring little touchdowns here and there. And they're the ones that are basically uh, ginning up the rest of the country, p- patriots, conservatives, and people of Absolutely. faith. Yeah, the, the governors of both those states, Texas and Florida, kudos to them. And look at what a practicing Catholic can do, because both of them are practicing Catholics. Versus uh, unelected Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, apostate Catholics. That's right. What a difference when somebody adheres to the teachings of the church, Abbott and DeSantis, Versus somebody who's a dissenter, what a difference in the way they govern. That's my comment. Good point, Jess. Yeah, to, you know, to that point, actually, another perfect real-time example of that, let's look at a fake Catholic governor, Phil Murphy, down in New Jersey. <laughs> so the, uh, all the bishops, they drafted a letter. It's about three pages long. I have it right here. They have a statement on Governor Murphy's proposal that New Jersey health insurers provide coverage for abortion services, no matter what. Obviously, a lot of people would think back to the uh, the Trump era, Little Sisters of the Poor, yeah. uh, Supreme Court case, all of the controversy around those types of things. Phil Murphy, Phil Murphy is an absolute fake Catholic. And you read the letter and you think, OK, this is this is good. It's nice to see that they're they're defending the sanctity of life. They're referencing options that are uh, to take care of the mother and the baby, you know, even after birth. But correct me if I'm wrong, bishops, Czechio <laughs> and, uh, and Tobin in particular, didn't Cardinal Tobin in a webinar in early 2020 say Catholics could morally justify voting for Joe Biden? Yep, he did. And if you look at that with the, if you couple that with one third of the Catholic bishops think that abortion isn't the preeminent issue, the social preeminent issue of our time, I'm not going to point fingers, but when you have those two things happen, you you would tend to think, okay, all right, Tobin has to fall in line with that type of stuff. So why are they saying this? I mean, Tobin, you just said it was okay to vote for Joe Biden, and Phil Murphy falls into that camp. So where there's so much inconsistency with all of this, not only with his words and actions, but also within his teachings and the faith. Big, big problem. Well said. Yeah, wow. Man. Joe, uh... You guys, uh, I've heard that you guys are looking for more talent out there in church militant, more young talent oh, yeah. to help you guys out in your media. That's, that, that's, that's a good problem. You guys are growing like a weed, huh? Yeah, blessed be God. I, I, I would have to say, if anybody is listening out there feeling really generous, we also need our, we're packed in like sardines. <laughs> we're always walking imagine. over each other, but we make it, we make it work. It keeps us efficient. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Church militant is certainly looking for more assistance, uh, video editors, reporters, and actually in a couple of other places as well, it would be really, really helpful. We need, we need young talent, but you know, pickings are slim. It's, it's one thing finding somebody that's able to do the job, and it's one thing finding an individual who is a solid practicing Catholic. Amen. Those are two minorities right there. And then if you couple them together, oh, my gosh, talk about an even worse minority. And you know, <laughs> since we have a, a little bit more time, I'd like to give out a, a, sure. a shout-out to uh, RI. We have a massive event coming up Good. at the uh, end of the summer. And so people should definitely mark their calendars for uh, August, September time. We're looking at, we'll have some details ironed out hopefully this week. But big, big event coming out in preparation for the uh, midterm elections this Excellent. November. Joel, just before we let you go, one more time, people can listen to the news by going to churchmilitant.com. Is it 4 o'clock your time? Is it our 7 o'clock your time, 4 o'clock our time? Is that correct? That's it, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. Perfect. And I want to thank you. I like, I like your style. I like everything what you're doing. 
And again, people, Church Militant also has many resources when you're a monthly donor there of church teachings, classes that are very edifying. So I want to recommend people to go and become a monthly donor for that. And Joe, uh, again, thanks for coming on. We look forward to next week to having you guys on again. Awesome. It's awesome being in the fight with you guys. God bless. God love you. God bless you, brother. Yep. Wow. Jesse, I, I like to see young guys in there fighting because you got two, you know, we're in our 60s. Yep. And um, we're going to be checking out soon. And it's just nice to see that they got some young uh, guys out there fighting. Oh, they got some young, they got some young tigers by the tail in that, in that uh, apostolate. And I just, uh, and they're growing. Yeah. And they're growing and they're influential. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're orthodox and they're unafraid. They're un, and they're unabashedly Catholic. Yeah, they're willing to push back. And I think that's what we need right now through prayer and action. It's a combination. If you've been there like Jess and I have been, you'll see their chapel and you'll see that these guys are serious about prayer, about the relationship with the kingship of Christ. And they're willing to go out and stick their necks out for the faith. Yep. That's what I like about them. That's right. Remember, uh, as Catholics, wake up, America. Wake up to Jesus. Don't hit the snooze button. He's coming back one day. And if he doesn't come back before you die, you're going to him. Amen. All of us have an exit interview with Jesus. That's right. So that make sure that before you die, you leave it all out in the field. How do you do that? Well, you live a holy life according to your state in life. That's what you do. Holiness according to your state in life. That's what you do. And remember, here in the Terry and Jesse show, the only vax that we're going to push is called the blood of Jesus. Amen. Holy Eucharist. And the only virus we're going to warn you against is the virus of sin. We are here Monday to Friday trying to remind you to pray America great again. Amen. And again, talk about the Fatima message. Join us on first Saturdays here at the Sacred Heart Chapel at 3 o'clock. We pray. We have confessions available. We have Holy Mass, and then we have a potluck. So we'd love to have you come every first Saturday here at the Sacred Heart Chapel. And again, Our Lady's message is a reaffirmation of the gospel. Prayer, penance, return to God. And remember, it's simple. Pray the rosary. It's simple in this sense. Live the gospel, but also make reparation for sacrileges. We've got them all over the country. Remember that Mm -hmm. you can atone for sin by making reparation because souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. And you can do that and participate in the salvific work of Jesus Christ. Sign me up for that. And I hope you want to sign up for that too. Amen. May God richly bless you. We'll see you again tomorrow, same time, same station here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. God love you.